Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with Jeff Johnson, VP of Innovation and Digital Business at Banner Health. In part two, Johnson talks about what he has found to be most important when choosing a strategic partner, why his team has adopted a service line by service line approach to creating a seamless digital experience, and the critical role that governance councils play in prioritizing initiatives. We'll get to our interview in a moment. But first, a brief word from our sponsor. At CrowdStrike, we stop breaches, and it all starts with a tiny endpoint software sensor that works with Windows, Linux, Mac, and mobile, deploying fast with no reboots and no blue screens. We protect nearly 200 healthcare organizations with more joining us every day. Find out more about the power of the crowd at crowdstrike.com healthcare. We're seeing a lot of disruption and a lot of players from other industries coming into the space. What are your thoughts on that? And what is it, what is your experience been? We are always looking outside of our industry to see how others that have much earlier in terms of how they really created great digital customer experiences, how we can apply that in healthcare. And I think there's a, there's a lot to learn from that. The way that data is used to drive very personalized experience is something that we're continually getting better at. Uh, and we also look outside the industry for partnerships too. Part of our strategy is really that, you know, we probably can't do this alone, that there'll be some real key partnerships with partners in other industries that help us change healthcare. Yeah, that's something that we're really starting to see more of. Can that be challenging though, just as far as finding the right people, the right partners to work with? Yeah, it can be. That is the challenge. And it's also what makes it interesting. You know, there's a lot of interest in other industries to solve the challenges of healthcare. Sometimes I think when they get into not-for-profit healthcare and they realize that some of the incentives are different than what they're used to, that can be a challenge. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, picking partners is something that we do with great care and making sure that we really have that alignment around the best interest of, of the patient and uh, and their care. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it really has to be pretty deliberate because we'll go through periods where there are a lot of um, some of the tech giants zeroing in on, on healthcare, and it really has to be approached so carefully. Right. Really, I think that sort of philosophical alignment up front as to what you're trying to do is, is key and before you get into trying to apply some sort of technology uh, solution. Yeah. Okay. So looking at, at 2022, what are some of the uh, initiatives or goals that uh, your team has your eye on? Yeah. So there's really three big areas of focus for 2022. One is our digital access, and that is completely integrating the digital journey for our customers to access care. So that's everything from using smart digital triage to help our patients understand where is the appropriate place to access care. I mean, that's something that we have in place today to driving them right into the scheduling, to the pre-visit prep, to a touchless check-in in a waiting roomless experience, to the post-visit follow-up, doing that all seamlessly uh, on their phone for the, most, for the most part through text and other messaging. The second area of focus is around our digital health strategy. So we are put in place a digital therapeutics operation, including a governance model. 
and we're continuing to promote digital therapies to help our patients stay healthy at home and manage conditions through a variety of different digital tools. And then the third area of focus is around uh, what we call our digital workforce. And that includes everything from rethinking a modern intranet that we've just introduced to replace a decades old intranet and thinking about what does that virtual experience look like for a workforce of 55,000 employees across six states and a lot of home workers now. As well as uh, one of the exciting things we're doing in 2022 is a physician mobile app that is designed around giving our physicians and our employed physician groups, as well as our affiliates and community physicians, one application where they can communicate with each other and find each other in a secure way, as well as a variety of other services. So we're kind of hitting on all three fronts, the consumer transactional experience, the digital health experience, as well as our clinician experience. So 2022 is going to be busy. Yeah, definitely. It's already busy. It hasn't even started yet. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so much involved there. And what you were talking about with digital access and, you know, really having that seamless experience across the continuum, that's something that I would imagine really does require a lot of collaboration, you know, across different uh, parts of the organization. It does. And we've taken sort of a service line by service line approach to it. So I mentioned we started with standalone imaging centers kind of to prove out the experience. And now we're working with our primary care and specialists to say, here's what's coming. Here's what we've done to the imaging experience. Now we're bringing that to you. And they're really excited about that. And so we'll partner with Luma to go through each one of those service lines like that and just make this sort of, okay, we've done it here. Now we're scaling here. Now we're scaling here. And that's part of the great values of that Luma platform is it thinks about this the same way we do, that it's not just a bunch of point solutions that you have to stitch together, but there's a lot of these things that should just be natively in one seamless experience. And so Luma is, is that engine that we're using to, to bring these components together. Okay. And in terms of therapeutics, can you talk a little bit more about like kind of what has to happen there to make that make that possible? That seems like something that I think there's going to be a lot of interest in in the next few years. Yeah. So we've, we've made some really great progress on both operational standpoint, as well as a technology standpoint. So from a technology standpoint, we have implemented the Zelf product that is integrated directly into our uh, EMR, which is Cerner. And that allows us to manage a formulary of curated digital therapies. And so our physicians can now directly from a patient's chart with the click of one button can essentially prescribe a digital tool to a patient. Then that the Zelf platform coordinates with the digital therapeutic vendor to make that connection and that connectivity to the patient to get them on, on the app or the digital product and bring that data back into the Zelf platform, back into the, to the EMR. On the operational side of that, we've formed a digital therapeutics governance council to do that curation, to really bring forth the right digital therapies, to put them in that formulary so that our clinicians know if they see a digital tool inside that formulary that has been vetted by a clinical oversight group uh, to make sure that it's something that they, it's worth their while to get educated on and to use. So now we're in a position of just continuing to add to that formulary and bring these new digital products through that governance body and build and scale that uh, that formulary of digital tools. 
that that seems like such a key part having that governance council because this is an area that has seen just huge growth especially over the last two years as far as having you know different therapeutic apps and options like that yeah and and they pop up all over the organization and sometimes you know we can find that there's like three redundant ones that are getting piloted or somewhere in the organization and so that's the intent of that governance council is to sort of funnel all these in and say let's make really rational decisions about what has the highest value to the organization and meets all of our clinical care guidelines. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a great philosophy to have in general, but especially yeah. in this area. Yeah, it is. It you know, there's so much going on as you said and technology is is always only half of it if, if even that. We're really trying yeah. to get to new, you know, operating models that are very digital centric, very customer centric. Right. And the last thing I wanted to touch on was in terms of what consumers, customers, what they are ready for and you know, really what you think will uh, lead to higher levels of satisfaction. How is that something that you approach at Banner just as far as, you know, really trying to get the pulse of what users are looking for? Yeah, we, we do a lot of customer research. We have a lot of customer insights just that our, you know, our marketing team does and our um, patient satisfaction teams do. But we also do a lot of research with our customers directly about digital experiences and digital expectations. And we've done some really, really interesting studies. For example, we did a big study with our patients and it was a proxy study where we brought them in and we talked to them about how they're using digital in other parts of their lives. We would sit down with one of our customers and we would go through a bunch of different services like buying a refrigerator on the LG appliances site. We would watch them buy a fridge and then we'd say, okay, now imagine if that was a healthcare company, what would it be like? What would they do? And they're like, oh, well, that would be really cool if I could put three doctors side by side. And I could see in one glance what the differences are and what coverage they have and when they're available. So we do, we do a lot of front-end research with our customers so that we, we like to think of them as partners in our design rather than designing for them, designing with them. And then as we go through the product development cycle, we are always doing iterative testing with a sort of open crowdsource platform where we can push out these products to a, a group of folks and get feedback on it. So we try to stay really, really in sync with what our customers want. I give you an example. There's a lot of, I get a lot of companies that want to sell wayfinding tools for hospitals. And when we talk to our customers, like that's not even that high on their list of things that we want to, that they want us to solve for. And so we always make sure that we're going after those things. They care much more about getting rid of paper forms and clipboards and waiting rooms than they do about getting wayfinding in a large hospital. So we're constantly tapped into what our customers value. And that's where really the the whole product development life cycle starts is with that research and that insight. Yeah, that's really interesting. As as a patient, as we all are, I agree with that. (laughs) That's definitely a priority. But those are new competencies for healthcare to develop. Healthcare, a lot of times has been pretty good on Uh, enterprise technology systems, but designing for the customer versus designing for the workforce are really, really different. And so these kinds of research and digital product development teams spent a lot, made a big investment in developing these kinds of skills because they, they're not something that traditionally healthcare has had. 
Right, which is kind of goes back to what you said about trying to find partners or even learn from what other uh, verticals are doing in these areas. Exactly. I'm sure it's been a, it's been an interesting ride for you and looking at the four years and how much has changed is probably really fascinating. It's been great to hear what you guys are doing and I appreciate your time and I would definitely like to catch up down the road and see how things are going and you know what uh, new areas that you guys are looking at. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks. Thanks for your interest, Kate. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.